ball. All right, Jude chapter 1. Jude chapter 1. Let's read the first five verses. When you, if you would, uh, when you find it, stand with me. Jude is right before the book of Revelation. And all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Amen. All Scripture. Amen. And there's things in the Bible that you may not understand that others may just completely discard right away. But all Scripture is given by inspiration. That means every single word was actually breathed out by the living, almighty God. Amen? All Scripture uh, is given uh, by God and is profitable. And it's pro- even those names that people don't like reading, I like. Let me tell you something. I like reading those names. I love reading those names. If, you don't, if I don't pronounce them right, I still like Why? Because every single name is the Word of God. Amen? It's not just some names in them. Oh, we got to read these names. No, it's not that. You got to change your mindset. That's God's word. That's God's word. You got to hold it high. And God will show you. God showed me why those names are in there. And I don't want to uh, have you standing forever. So let's start reading James 1, 1 through 5. Or I'm sorry, Jude. The Bible says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. We, should, we could stop there. We could stop there. Amen. The servant of Jesus Christ. And you know what? That is not a um, uh, most improved student award right there. Amen. That is a, the highest thing you could be called is called a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and brother of James. To them that are sanctified by God, the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Thank the Lord he calls us. Mercy unto you. Mercy. We all need mercy. And peace. And peace. I was speaking with a guy. He gave up the Lord uh, for this world. And 20 years later, I was just speaking with him. 20 years later, he said this. He's made money, has business. He said, all I want is peace. All I want is peace. Having everything, that's all he wants. And love, be multiplied. Woo! Not just a little bit. But a lot. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Earnestly contend for the faith. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. And denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Lasciviousness is having a license to sin. A license to sin. Uh, I will therefore put you in remembrance. I'm going to remind you. Though ye once knew this, how that the Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you help us to contend for the faith. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to preach the doors of our faith. The doors of our faith. The Bible says to earnestly contend. Earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly contend uh, for the faith which was once delivered unto us. Justin, can you pray? Can you pray just quietly? Pray for this message. Amen. Earnestly contend. Earnestly, the doors of our faith. Uh, Listen, God opens up the doors um, for us to take. Jesus said, I am the door. First, I want to look at the door of our salvation. Uh, 
God says here, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt. That was our salvation. When we were once in bondage, we were once in bondage uh, from our sin. We were once in bondage with no peace. We were once in bondage with no hope. We were once in bondage uh, without any hope. In the future, the only hope we had was to fulfill the, our present lusts, hoping that it would go away, hoping that the, the, the further we got deeper into sin, uh, the further it would complete us. And the world uh, puts tags on them as, hey, no, they're not, um, they're not addicted to alcohol. No, it's an, a disease of alcoholism. No, it's not. It's a sin of drunkenness, amen? You don't need to give an alcoholic just a little bit of uh, booze and he's all right. They want to get drunk. It's a sin of drunkenness, and it's a sin of being addicted to the, the feeling of getting high, and it's a sin of uh, fulfilling a, a lust of, of all the perversion that's in the world. That's lasciviousness, giving licenses to sin. But listen, that was the old man. That was back in Egypt before God gave us hope, before he introduced to him, uh, to us, the way out of, of this world, which was the end of the end thereof was death. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death and death waits every man. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And then after that is the judgment. You know, when you stand before Almighty God, you uh, ran out of God's mercy at that point. Now it's time for judgment. God will not have mercy when you stand before him and uh, before the judgment seat. That's time for judgment. The Bible says now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And we have a merciful God. We have a forgiving God. We have a loving God. And he's trying to warn us, listen, if you wait until you die, it's going to be too late. When you stand before me, he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. You could say all the way, Lord, I've done so many great things in your name. I've, I've done great works, and I even casted out devils, and I've, I've done all these miracles. And he says, depart from me, for I never, never, never knew you. There's only one way to know the Father, and there's only one way for the Father to know you, and that's through the Son. Amen? And he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life, and the wrath of God abideth on him. I like that uh, one time me and Brother Justin, we were out street preaching, and when you street preach, you ought to see the, the devils get stirred up outside. You see them getting stirred up, and the Bible says that... Um, the wrath of God abideth on him. Brother Justin was preaching. He said he explained to a guy, you know what? The wrath of God, uh, without the, the Lord Jesus Christ, it's like your coat that you're wearing right now. It's on you. It's all over you. It's it's surrounding you. And the only way to get out from underneath that is being washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says there are men crept in Man, the devil he doesn't leave us alone. He's going to be in there. He's going to be attacking, uh, keeping people from getting saved. The, the, the world thinks Satan is in hell. No, no, he's not in hell. This, Satan and all those devils are scared of hell. They're scared of hell, waiting for the coming day of their judgment when they are cast in a lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever. Oh, no, they are scared of hell. You know who owns hell? 
Do you know who owns hell? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ owns hell. He created it. And the Bible says he prepared it for the devil and his angels. And the Bible says when we fell into sin and death by sin, so death passed upon every man for that all have sin. Uh, we went that way. We fell in the same condemnation. But Jesus said, no, I can't allow that. I'll give myself for them so that they will not perish. Um, Jesus said, if, if, if I be lifted up, I will draw. I will draw. I will do everything possible to get men unto myself. And the Bible says that his goodness uh, leadeth men to repentance. And the Bible says his love and his mercy and his forgiveness. And the Holy Spirit of God, the Bible says, convicts this world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Even the lost that deny the true and living God know that they have a soul and know that there's something eaten up them inside and know they don't have a peace and know that their lust can never be fulfilled. It's like hell fire just consuming everything in their life and know that without almighty God who created their soul, there is no hope for them. There is no hope for them. There is no peace for them. There was no light for them. And they are in darkness even until now, the Bible says. Our only hope is the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll make sure of it. There is no greater hope than Christ. There is no other hope than our Lord Jesus Christ. All religions do not lead to heaven. No, that is a lie from the devil. These men have crept in unawares. All those TV preachers and all, I don't care how many people they draw. I don't care how much money they have. And I hope one day that this church is able to buy me a nice new jet. I would love it. <laughs> but until then, listen, I don't care how many jets they have. But... What they proclaim is all religions lead to heaven. That's a lie. You say, well, how, how in the world does the people in India and in, and in China hear about the Lord Jesus Christ? There are plenty of churches over there preaching the word of God. They don't advertise that. There are plenty of uh, people all over the world, the Bible says. It, it went to the uttermost parts of the earth, amen, and they are proclaiming the Lord Jesus. There are people getting saved. Don't let the devil blind you and think you, you are the only one. For God hath said, I have reserved unto me 7,000 men that have not bowed the knee to Baal. You are not the only one, Elijah. Get up, you get moving for me. Amen. Amen. God is at work, but so is the devil. The devil is not going to leave you. I want to look at our door, the door of salvation. You remember. You remember. I will therefore, verse 5, put you in remembrance i got to remind you, having saved the people, that God saved you. God saved you. The song, how can we reach a world we've never touched? How Hide behind, we, we pride ourselves in being set apart. I don't drink anymore. I don't do this anymore. We hide ourselves behind the stained glass windows. We got brand new windows. Amen. They're not stained glass, but they're, we hide behind the stained glass windows. What's that, do for the, what's that do for the lost? You were once out there. You were once lost without hope, without peace. And now you have all the hidden treasures of heaven bundled up in your heart. And God says, go share it with somebody. As you were once bound, go lead somebody out. Go lead somebody out of Egypt. Remember that you were once in Egypt. Remind yourself 
that God opened the door of salvation for you and got you moving on your way for him. When they got out of Egypt, they had a long way to go. They traveled three days and took them to the Red Sea. And they were trapped at the Red Sea with Pharaoh and his army. But listen, I've seen, I've seen people get saved and the devil's just immediately after attacking them. Because you're not out yet. Yeah, you, you got saved. You're, you got out of Egypt and you, you got your, uh, your, your sin paid for and you're on your way to heaven. Praise God. And the Bible says that you are kept by the power of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 1. And preserved in Jesus Christ. Preserved. That means you can never lose your salvation. When, when, when you get saved, you have eternal life. You have it. You don't have a temporary life. People, uh, there, I remember a guy in our church said, uh, you know, you can lose your salvation. I said, well, tell me because I lost mine. He said, well, what do you mean? He said, I said, uh, well, I lost it, man. I'm, I messed, you know how many times I messed up since I've gotten saved? Amen. And what about the story of the prodigal son? What's it all a lie? Yeah. What about God's mercy is new every morning? What about the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? What's all that for? Just imagine it? As for people who don't mess up? Oh, no, but I joy and I glory in the mercy of God because I'm the one who messes up. And I glory in the forgiveness of God because of my sin. Amen. I don't glory in my sin. I glory in his forgiveness. I don't wall up and, oh, oh, I am a wicked sinner. And um, woe is me. Woe is me. I never get anything right. No, I don't say that. I say, oh, God. You are an amazing God for forgiving a sinner like me. And your forgiveness is wonderful. And your forgiveness is beautiful. And thank you for restoring unto me the joy of my salvation that I can get up and, I, and this crippled man can get up again and get moving for you. Thank you, O oh Lord. I don't let the devil uh, take second place again after I fell into sin. Amen. You get it under the blood and you keep moving for the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because we are preserved in Jesus Christ. I told that man, how do you lose your salvation again? How do you lose your salvation once you're saved? He said, oh, well, you know, if you, like, if you start doing drugs and drinking again. I said, oh, sins that you don't struggle with, but others may. I said, well, let me tell you something. If you can lose your salvation, then I lost it as soon as I got it. Because I was so prideful. So prideful. And I still struggle with pride. And pride is a very, very wicked sin. And the Bible says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. So I said, I'm not saved then. He said, no, that's not it. I, he, he said, no, no, I, I'm not talking about that. He, I, I'm talking about sins like uh, in your flesh. I said, no, there's greater sins than that. I said, what about your self-righteousness? What about my pride? Thank God we're preserved. Our salvation came from someone greater, amen, than us. And it's preserved and held from somebody greater, amen? And that someone greater is our Lord Jesus Christ that brought us out of the land of Egypt. And now the Bible says they were standing right at the Red Sea. Backed up to the Red Sea with nowhere to go. 
only forward. With Pharaoh behind them, wanting to kill them all, they could only move forward. And I'm going to submit to you today that our uh, direction is only forward. We need to move forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no need to be right outside the uh, uh, walls of Egypt, just camping there, doing nothing. That reminds me of those leprosy men right outside Israel, just camping out there because they're full of leprosy. Listen, God has taken you out with a mighty arm of salvation. Turn to John chapter 10, verse 9. John chapter 10, verse 9. A mighty salvation, the door of salvation. The door of salvation. John chapter 10, verse 9. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. You want abundant, how many want abundant life today? Amen. How many are tired of just living, you know, I got no life, I'm a nobody. Listen, you are, I have people coming to me, I'm done with my life. I am done with my life, pastor. I am done. I'm done. Um, I give up. And I say, amen. No, no, you don't understand. I'm I give up. Well, if you give up, that's good. Give up. Give up your life to Christ. Hmm. If, let me, let me, wait a minute. You have people committing suicide, but they can't give their life to Christ. You have people uh, giving themselves to drugs, but they can't give it to Christ. You have people giving themselves to alcohol, but they can't give it to Christ. You have people giving themselves to their own lusts and all the the perverse sexual sins of this world, but they can't give it to Christ. That sounds like a heart issue to me. Amen? Listen, let me tell you something. You want life. Christ has more. He has abundant life for you. Amen? Peace that shall be multiplied, love that shall be multiplied, and grace that shall be multiplied, and all the goodness of God shall be multiplied unto you if you come to him. Jesus said, I am the door. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. But check this next part out in verse 9. And shall go in and out and find pasture. Wow. What are you saying? Are you going to... Uh, it means you're saved and not saved. No, it's not talking about that. Because once you're saved, you're saved. That's it. You came to Christ. He gave you eternal life. Now, that's talking about the freedom in Christ. You want to be fed by the Lord Jesus Christ. You want more in your life. You're going to have freedom in Christ to go in and out and find what you're looking for. To find what your heart craves. To find what you need to live. You'll find it in him as you go in and out. Say, well, I'm an independent person. I don't need any, anybody. You're not independent. You're not independent. The Bible says you either serve two masters. You can only serve two. 
You do not have the power of life in your hands. You don't have the power of your soul in your hands. That soul belongs to God, amen? But there's somebody after your life, and he's called the devil. And if you don't believe in him, you, you need to wake up. He's more, he's more real than, than what your eyeballs see. Verse 10, the Bible says he comes as a thief for to steal, kill, and to destroy. The devil wants your life destroyed. He doesn't knock on the door. Jerry, come to destroy your life here. Would you let me in? He won't say that. Mary, I'm after your kids. Can I come into your house? He won't say that. He comes in sneaky, unawares. He comes in uh, little arguments. He comes in through unforgiveness and bitterness. And, and little by little, he starts eating away at the things of God that were placed in your life. And, and moment by moment, little sprouts start sprouting up in your life until it gets bigger. And I call it the wedge theory. You ever see a wedge? A wedge starts paper thin, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the devil knows he can't get something big in your life. But what he does is he gets a little bit in there, and then he just starts hammering it little at a time until it gets further and further and further until you wake up and you say, how in the world did this happen? Let me remind you. God brought you out of Egypt, amen? Let me remind all of us, God saved us. And if you go in and out of our Lord Jesus Christ, you'll find pasture. You'll find freedom in him. The door of our sanctification, in and out. First is the door of our salvation. Jesus said, if, if any man by me enter in, he shall be saved. The next is, and go in and out. That's the door of our sanctification, how you grow in Christ. They crossed that Red Sea, amen? They weren't backed up by Pharaoh's army forever. And you may find yourself backed up with an enemy right up against you. But the Bible says, though weeping may endure, joy cometh in the morning, amen? You keep on going, you keep on praying, you keep on waiting on God, and you'll see that Red Sea part, and God will bring you through to something even greater, to something more, to your abundant life that God has waiting for you. You'll only reap what you sow. God wants to, if God would, you know what, if God just poof, gave it all to us, you know what we would do, the Bible says? We would deny him like a spoiled child. If God spoiled us, we'll deny him, the Bible says. That's why the psalmist wrote, give me food that is convenient for me, lest I steal and take thy name in vain, or lest I deny thee. We need Christ, and he has an abundant life for us, but in the same way, he wants to pull out things that are hurting us and, and grow us in different areas. Number three, the doors of Satan. As the Lord has plans for you, the devil has plans to destroy. The Bible says, in verse 10 of John chapter 10, the thief cometh not, but this is only purpose. The Bible says the devil does not release his prisoners, but for to steal, 
What's he steal? He wants my money. Money has stolen you. Amen? Money has stolen you then. Steal what? Everything money can't buy. How about your time? How about your joy? First thing, first thing after church service, you'll have husband and wives. Praise God. God's done a great work in our, our hearts, our marriage, and next thing you know, 10 minutes later, they're fighting. He steals the joy out of the homes. He steals the joy out of hearts. He steals our joy. He's a thief. He'll steal your kids if you're not careful, if you don't watch. As parents, watch for this thief. The Bible says he'll kill. Kill everything that's alive. He doesn't care if everything's already dead. If he comes by uh, your life and he just sees a fruitless tree, fruitless Christian, fruitless marriage, why is it that every time you move for God, the devil wants to attack you? Because things are growing. And he wants to kill it. He wants to kill it. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you allow God to keep on building you up and nurturing you and sanctifying you and strengthening you. And you shall reap if you faint not. The Bible says, be not weary in well doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. God has an abundant life for you. But there are doors that the devil has prepared for you. Don't go in those doors. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's look at one right here. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 22. Twenty-two. The Bible says, uh, Ephesians four twenty-two, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. That means the old life. Listen, if it wasn't good before, it's not going to be good now. Amen. If that sin brought you emptiness before, it's going to bring you emptiness again. Isn't that amazing how the devil tempts you? Oh, listen, it's not going to be the same way. This time, it's going to be more fulfilling. It won't yield destruction in your life. Yeah, right. Devil, I listened to you a hundred too many times. This time I'm listening to God. Amen? You keep on going. Put it off, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That means take a new mindset. I mean, I got to change. My, I got to allow God to change who I am and my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind was born in sin. And let it die off when you got saved. The Bible says, be sober. That's our memory verse. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be sober. Be renewed in the spirit. You got to get a new mindset. Don't allow this world to interpret your mind. You ever see a juicy McDonald's burger? (laughs) Or a Burger King Whopper? Double cheese with bacon? Chicken nuggets? Fries? Milkshake? 
You know what? Right now, it's programming us. Food. The world knows our lusts. It has, the devil has it down to a science who we are. He knows how to make you fall. He's sitting in a lounge chair with drinking his iced tea while he is racking in everything he's stealing from us and bringing to himself all this fake glory and power and prestige. Why? He wants to be like God, always did. But he shall never be like God, amen, because he's not powerful enough. He's not almighty enough, and he's a created being created by our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to us, upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's be reminded we got saved. Ephesians 4, 23, be renewed. Verse 24, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That means you don't have to act like you're a Christian. You are a Christian. Amen. I lost, I lost my uh, citizenship when I was born again. I was born an um, American. And when I got born again, I told this to a guy before. He got so mad at me. I'm a child of heaven now, amen? And that's what I really look. I don't care about all this stuff going on in this world. Yeah. Amen? You need to drop that stuff. Drop all that po- po- political stuff. It never ends. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, and no matter who gets in office, if they're a politician, they're, listen, they're full of lies. You can't, you can't get in office unless, unless you're climbing the ladder of being a politician. It is what it is. Amen? Amen. You can't get in office. Thank you, James. The Bible says, put that on. Wherefore, put away lying. This is how you do it. You got to put away the other stuff. You can't put on two wardrobes. That would look weird. Imagine if I was wearing two suits up here right now. It would look weird. And that's what many Christians do. They come to church one way, outside they're another way. Listen, you're the one who is hurting. You're divided. Amen? But it feels good. Imagine if I walked out from the pulpit and I had these stained up white sweatpants on with this top suit. You'd be like, oh, that's weird looking. Right? And listen, what messes you up is trying to keep your old man. What Christ has for you is so much better. So much better. And it's the only, every good and perfect gift cometh down from above. There's nothing good on this earth. If you, if you find something good on this earth, you let me know. Nobody has yet since mankind. Put it away. Put away the lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry. Here we go. And sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. But I was neither give place to the devil. Given place to the devil. and you're, The devil has doors for you to open. He does. And every time you open that door, every time you open that door, it, it may not hurt you directly, but it hurts. Listen, a wife can open the, devil, the devil's door for her husband. Did you know that? 
and it'll hurt the husband, which will then hurt the wife, which will hurt the whole family. The, the husband can open the door, the devil's door for his wife, which will then hurt him and the kids and everything else later on. It might not hurt you directly right away, but I promise you it will eventually. Any time the devil is let in through any door, you think, oh, nothing really happened. It's fine. Well, you are riding off God's mercy. You're riding off God's grace and God's hand of safety. But I promise you, it will catch up because you will reap what you sow. You don't give place to the devil. And we're going to close. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we'll close. These are the doors of our faith, standing for God, walking in the ways of God, in the word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Let's look in verse 24. I like 23, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strives. Amen. Listen, we, we, may God, we never be an intellectual church. If you don't know what that means, good. Don't, don't even investigate. Amen. Uh, that, that's people who just are all about the mind and, and, and study and, and intellectualism. Knowing, and as the Bible says, you have a zeal, according, but not according to knowledge. And the Bible says, and you deny the power of God. You deny it. We need the power of God. Twenty-four says, "And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure, that means perhaps, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves." out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. That means the devil had the power to take these people captive anytime he wanted. Why? Because you let them in. The Bible says you have a servant of the Lord, gives instructions to how a servant of the Lord should be to help these people get out from that snare to help these people get out from the bondage, to help these people that the Bible says that they may recover themselves. These are people who are spiritually crippled. The devil comes in. He's a thief. He robs. He steals. And he kills. These are people who are spiritually broken. These are people who are emotionally broken. You don't believe the devil uh, gets into homes and lives. Do you have an abundant life today? Do you have peace that is multiplied and joy that is multiplied and freedom uh, to come to the throne of grace and you find mercy in your time of need? Do you have that today? Or does the devil have a grip on you? Does the devil have a grip on your feet and trying to pull you down? Is the devil trying to eat up and destroy all that God has done in your life? Emotionally broken. Mentally crippled. 
Bible says be sober. Listen, you have to ask yourself, have I allowed the devil to get into my life? Just as God saved you, he opened that door. There's other doors he wants you to take. He wants to sanctify you. You know what sanctification means? That means to set you apart from this world. Why? So that you can say, oh, I don't do this and that. No. So you can have abundant life so that you can be used by God in a special way so that your family can have peace so that your kids can have a way out of this world in the midst of a brokenness and despair. And you don't have to worry about rearing up children in this wicked world for God give us more grace. You don't have to worry about the devil coming in and attacking your spouse and your children and, and you at work. Why? Because you've gone in through Christ and you shall go in and out and find pasture. You say, will God take care of me? Yeah, he will. I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Can I give my life to Christ and it'll be okay? You can trust him. He's the only one you can trust, for the devil is a liar. He wants you. Don't give in anymore. Don't take any more doors the devil has opened for you already. You take the doors of God. In the doors of our faith, and you stand and earnestly contend for them. And when you feel like you're backed up by the Red Sea, you know that your salvation and your redemption draweth nigh. For our God is a consuming fire, and he hath delivered us from judgment and his wrath. And what we have awaiting us is an abundant life. Let's all pray. God. I pray in Jesus' name. If you would, Lord, please uh, have your way with everybody here, Lord. Maybe there are those who have not accepted you as their Savior. They're not sure they're saved. Lord, they're, uh, they're lost. They know it. Uh, Lord, if they died right now, they know they would not go to heaven. Or maybe they're not even sure. I want it with every head bowed, every eye closed. If there's anybody in here like that, you're not sure. That if you died right now, you'd go to heaven. Say, Pastor, I'm not sure, but I'd like to know for sure. Would you raise your hand? And I promise you, um, you can know. I won't embarrass you. I won't embarrass you. Um, but if, if you're willing, would you come up? Would you come up and uh, I'll have Brother Justin come and take the Bible? Rich, would you come up? Is there, piano plays. The piano plays. Let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, come on down. Piano plays. Say, devil, no more. I'm shutting these doors right now. No more are you taking my life, my time, everything that's valuable. I'm shutting this door. I'm closing it once for all. And I'm going in the Lord Jesus Christ. Full speed all the way. I'm going in them. I'm going out of them. And I'm finding pasture. I'm growing in Christ. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind.
Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin hath left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. I settle for anything less we have an abundant God an abundant God you make sure every area of your life is in abundance you make sure your marriage is doing not okay but it's abundant you make sure that your joy that springeth forth is in abundance you make sure the love of God that's coming from you is not eh, but it's an abundance. We serve an abundant God. And you get what you need from God to get you moving again. Why? Because you've not lost it. Let me remind you, you got saved. And the same God saved you is the same God who's with you to the Red Sea and over and beyond. And he gives you the power to stand again and get moving for Christ. We have an abundant God. Our Father, robed in majesty on your throne. Lord, we are only sinners, but we're saved by grace. And only good in us, O oh God, is done by the Lord Jesus Christ. But I pray, Lord, that more would be done the Lord will be magnified through our lives and people may see the Lord Jesus Christ in me. As Moses spent time on the mount and his face shone bright, I pray that others will see the light of Christ in me. Help us not to hide it under a bushel, but to put it up high as a lighthouse so that sinners that are headed to crash onto the shore can see and get saved. Lord, I pray for um, all the great things, Lord, that you're doing. I pray that you continue to help protect. I pray for Rich right now, Lord, as he's getting saved. I pray, Father, that you would uh, increase his faith and, and give him uh, understanding and clarity, Lord, as he receives you. Thank you, Father, for all you've done. Bless this beautiful Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Any family that would like to partake in the food ministry, you come see me. And also we have other things that are going to be getting started. So, uh, but if, if God's placed on your heart uh, to be involved with that, uh, come see me. Uh, that, that is going to be getting going. That's our next biggest project. Amen. The food ministry. The food bank ministry.